Well, it's been a while, but the mayor of Grand Forks, Brad Bochensky, is back in the studio today. Yeah, feel free to call or text if you have any questions. Our number is 701-213-0863. We'll get this show going, which, by the way, is brought to you today by Executive Properties. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Aaron says Chris and his team did a spectacular job on the damage to my aunt's garage and siding. Kept us up to date on the progress and the finished product was amazing. Thank you for your professionalism and hard work. Hey, get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. And Executive Properties also does garage door repairs and replacements, too. Well, again, you know our phone number. If you uh, have any questions or comments for Grand Forks Mayor Brandon Bochensky, our number is 701-213-0863. Before we get going too much further, time now for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Uh, I think the mayor will like this one since he's like kind of a gym rat kind of guy. Uh, anyway, some of my friends, you know, they exercise every day. Uh, meanwhile, I'm watching a TV show that I don't even really like because the remote control is way over there across the room. But uh, that's me. Oh, come on, Dale. How you doing, man? I'm doing, I'm doing well. There we uh, go. That, yeah, there we go. Thanks for having me. You know, I just come on to hear the, the jokes my neighbor tells me. So I, I guess I'm done. I'm going to take off now. <laughs> hey, not yet. The only reason I said that joke was because I saw that picture of you on Facebook deadlifting like 9 million pounds. Hey, I was uh, back at the gym. So I go Mondays with John Clay over at God Strong Gym. Um, you know, we, we work out. He's uh, he's a, a lot better on the powerlifting side. So it's nice to be able to get someone that's got some experience with that. Mm-hmm. But uh Oh, we have a good good time. You know, another another guy of faith, so it's nice to, to be able to have some fellowship with guys like that. Sure. Now, when you're in the gym, are you uh, do you heavy lift most of the time, or are you just kind of switch it all up and down? <laughs> well, I try not to hurt myself. So well, it's yeah, a I mean, we're not getting lifting. any younger. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I try to keep, you know, strong back, strong hands, uh, you know, strong mind. I... I I do a little bit of both. So I, I'm not, you know, you saw that video. I don't do a ton of power lifting, mm-hmm. but John's, you know, showing me some, some form stuff, so hopefully I can... Uh, uh, you know, add that to the uh, the arsenal. You know, a, a lot of people don't realize this, and I'm going to go back a few years. A, a very good friend of mine, when he was playing in the NHL, um, they had gone, uh, the team he was, I think he was playing with the Capitals that time. I can't remember if it was the Capitals or the Lightning, but they had gone all the way up, I think, to game seven of getting into the finals before they lost, but I hadn't seen him the whole season. When I did see him, you know, he looked like he'd aged about 15 years, but um, this guy, we, we, I, I'd called him and said, well, you know, we had golfed together quite a bit, and I said, what time do you want to golf today? And he says, well, you know, it's my day off, so I'm just going to take a quick bike ride. I'm like, all right, so what, what are you thinking? And he goes, well, let's see here. I'm only going to go about 45 miles. Ah, it should only take <laughs> – and that's on his day off. But what a lot of people don't realize, um, you're an ex-NHL or ex-professional hockey player. Uh, the off season, there's not really much of an off season, is there? Uh, not really. I mean, you've got to give your body some time to recover. Mm-hmm. Um, if we got a day off, I'm probably, you know, watching football or, or bowling sure. or some ESPN, the eight, uh, the Ocho type of show. Um, but yeah, you got to stay fit because training camp, uh, at least in the NHL training camp is just two weeks and you got to be ready before you get there. When I went over to play in Russia, we had a six weeks training camp, Wow, six weeks. So you really, you could get in shape at camp or in the mm-hmm. NHL, you needed to come in shape. You so had to be ready. Kind of difference. Wow. How's your summer going uh, with family and everything? It's going great. We got to spend a little time, took a, took a hiking trip with my daughter, been able to spend a little bit of time at the lake. So it's nice to recharge. And I got kids all, you know, getting ready to go to school. Um, 
my wife, you know, was homeschooling the last six years. And now they're all going to, to school Ooh. this year. So my wife's passing the torch on. Wow. Is that worth round of applause? For her, you know, <laughs> God bless her for oh, doing yeah. that for six years. I bet. Um, and I think, yeah, it just came time where, you know, get the kids out. But anyway, so she's, you know, she's kind of looking forward to this mm-hmm. this fall and having a little bit more time to herself. Sure. Kids aren't on you 24-7. So. Right. Um, I saw you uh, went up north. You went on a little fishing trip up in Ontario with a good old friend of mine. Um, I, I don't know if you knew this, but I graduated with Tommy Kenville. But um, looks like you guys, I was talking to, we actually had our 40th class reunion here a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about the trip. Uh, sounds like you guys had a pretty good time. Yeah, Tommy said he was going to meet you up there. So, yeah, we had uh, in Thief River for your, your mm-hmm. reunion. But, uh, yeah, up in Oak Lake Lodge. Um, I've never, it's about 45 miles northeast of Kenora. So you okay. could fly out of Kenora. We actually flew just outside the, just in, out in International Falls across the border there mm-hmm. um, on the Canadian side. I forget what the town is, but um, yeah, that's my first time ever doing like flying fishing. It sounds great. You know, you get to fly in, yeah. but we were, you know, we were crammed in there. We had Mike Friedhoffs, <laughs> who was Northrop Grum. If you know him, he's like, he's a little like bigger. This. Yeah. So I'm sitting there like my legs basically crossed for an hour getting chopped around. It's louder than crap. So it sounds great to fly in. I would have rather just drove in yeah. or even kayaked boat. or boated in. <laughs> kayaked. So that was the worst part. It sounds great, but it was the worst part. But once we got there, um, you know, it's the only lodge and you, it's a lodge, but it, you know, it's not certainly not a high end luxury or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the only one that's on this lake. So it's like sure. 28 miles of shoreline. I mean, the walleyes, you'd just find a spot, Bob, you know, get it, uh, 15 to 25 feet, you'd find that rocky bottom go about six inches and they were just hit Hammer. all day. And it was just a matter of which, you know, trying to catch the biggest one. So oh, for fun. Yeah, for fun. it was a great time. I, you know, probably caught 80 to 100 walleyes. The biggest I caught was about 26 inches. So. Oh, nice. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, you have done all kinds of different things this year. Um, how'd cricket go? Is this something, <laughs> is this something maybe you would have uh, changed uh, sports as a younger man? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know that uh, professional cricket really is in the cards for too many Americans, but uh, it was a good time. They invited me out there. They actually said, I think just being an athlete, I could have probably, um, you know, figured it out eventually. But it was a good time. Definitely a different sport. I like the pace. If you're not pitching and hitting, you know, you're one of the fielders. You're just kind of waiting for it to come to you. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of like baseball, but even slower. So it's, uh, it, it seemed like a good sport. I had a good time. So something new. Well, do they do innings like baseball? Is it three outs and you switch? Or how does that work? I believe everyone gets to bat. Okay, so you're end. out there so for a while. Go for a while. Okay. Yeah, so they got to hit the wickets, you know. <laughs> yeah, and if the it wickets. the thing off, then you're out or <laughs> they catch the it. thing off. I didn't quite learn the terminology. <laughs> I guess the pitcher's the bowler, and then you're a batsman, and... Yeah, there was, you know, you run back and forth. They can throw a ball. It was weird. but uh, <laughs> No glove. It was a good time. No glove. Yeah, yeah, I did get to catch a couple of the balls. Pretty, it's kind of hard, so Is you got to get used to that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't play a full game, or we just did a little hitting and some catching, but it was uh, it was a good time. Something now, is different. this going to be like the new pickleball, or you think people are going to pick up on this sport around here or not? I don't You know, you got to have a pretty big field, so yeah. I think pickleball, you can throw six six sure. courts and a couple of tennis, you know, a couple mm-hmm. of tennis courts, so... Yeah, pickleball is, is is blowing up. I still want to get out there. You know, you got the Grand Cities Pick, Pickleball Club and a couple mm-hmm. other organizations. So I want to get out there. I played a little bit in high school. We had a teacher that played pickleball back before it was cool. So oh, sure. Yeah. Now it's, now it's really cool. Yeah, so. for old guys with bad knees and bad hips like me, that's uh, maybe yeah. a sport I might want to think about. Um, third annual Mayor's Back to Badge Ride is coming up Thursday, September 14th. Let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, first one was amazing. Second one was better and bigger. And now we're going to year three. Yeah, you know, we're just trying to get as many riders out there. So if if you, uh, if you can, check out the uh, the link, the Eventbrite page. Um, September 14th, you know, this year what we got uh, at Rydell's, we're going to be right in front of the Grand Cities Mall by the Rydell's Toy Shop there, and they're actually going to pull out uh, 
uh, some of their vehicles. So you get to see Grandmaster. Hopefully, I don't know if they'll move that one. Well, <laughs> I yeah, shouldn't promise boy. anything, but uh, million dollar plus I car. Know, maybe not that mm-hmm. one, but they'll, they're going to pull some of the cars out that they're working on. Uh, that'll be pretty cool. But uh, you know, another chance to support uh, law enforcement. Obviously, a pretty bad deal uh, in Fargo. Um, you know, losing an officer, Officer Willine. Um, we got to start. You know, we got to continue to to show our love for our our, our local law enforcement, uh, regardless of, of bad times. So that's something I, I look forward to doing every year. And if you get a chance, either either get out on the parade, uh, stop by. You know, there'll be a lot of officers there. Just let them know, hey, we really appreciate you. Yeah. you know, keep doing what you're doing. If you can, if you can't be on the ride, or you don't have a, a vehicle. Uh, you know, a UTV four-wheeler even an off-road jeep a motorcycle golf, golf cart will pretty much take anything yeah you know, and they don't have anything. to be licensed for this one event do no they? no nothing needs to be licensed so you're able to um, along the parade route you know you got to get yep. it there still so you could probably got a trailer to get sure. it there but on the parade route yeah you don't have to be licensed you know it needs to probably go 12 miles an hour 10, you know 10 12 mm-hmm. at least um so yeah be a part of the parade there for the cars you just register on eventbrite uh, look at mayor's back to badge ride and uh register 25 bucks to register and you're in the parade and uh you know show our local law enforcement yeah. that uh how much we love them had uh, a couple of my friends father and son actually on those one wheel big like skateboard things with the one big wheel in the middle that hey, rode on that deal last year take one of those Absolutely. yeah they're pretty cool um you know when you talk about um and showing the support um for everybody who wears a badge and, and the tragedy that happened in fargo um i ran into ron nord on friday night at the racetrack and um Boy, I tell you what, you talk about a guy that lives every day to his fullest. He, he texted me and said he was at the track and he couldn't wait to see me because he wanted to give me a hug. And I tell you what, you run into that big bear of Ron Nord and he gives you a hug. You know it. But um, I was going to say big teddy bear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great positive impact. He was, you know, he was he was already living like that before he had that sure. incident. But mm-hmm. even after that, I think it opened up his eyes even more so. Uh, great guy. Glad he's, glad he's doing good. Well, should we talk a little bit about Grand Forks? Absolutely. What's going on? Um, so um, what are they kicking you under the bus for now since there's no food? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just had to say something like that. <laughs> hey, we just got the budget done. I think the only uh, the only consternation came with some arts funding. Um, you know, I've kind of been back and forth on, on how much a city should really contribute to this. Uh, we've always kind of continued what the path was in the past. Uh, we trimmed it up a little bit this last year just to be uh, – uh, more sustainable going to the future. Um, and that rubbed a few people the wrong way, but it's it's uh, still, I think, a substantial amount compared to other cities. So hopefully everybody um, understands that, uh, you know, in these economic times, you really got to, you know, focus on your core, you know, public safety infrastructure, those types of deals first. And um, on top of that, uh, once you get that done, we're looking at some new facilities, a children's museum, mm. some other things that have been talked about for decades that, that we're uh, finally going to be getting done. So pretty and, exciting. And it's not like you cut all of the funding for the arts. You're, they're still getting like, what, the second most they've ever got? Something like that? Yeah. Traditionally, they were getting about 130000 a year, and then that would be handed out to you know a dozen or so different mm-hmm. organizations. Um, last year, it, um, it was bumped up to one seventy five. So we just dropped it back to it ended up being about one fifty four five is where council kind of hit. So it's yeah, it's the second most in, in, in the city's history. So I think a lot a few people were just worried that they had been on the funding list before. They didn't want to be, you know, the one that got left out. Um, but it's a competitive process as it should be, and we should be getting the most out of you know every dollar that the city spends, whether it's arts or anything else. It's got to be tough, isn't it, deciding and, and, and trying to figure that out for you? Or, or do you just listen to everybody? Because I know you got a great staff. There's a lot of people that come and talk in front of you and and, and, and plead their case, if you will. But um, does that get kind of tough? Do you, do you ever go home at night and go, you know, God darn it, I wish I could do more, but my hands are tied? Uh, no, pretty much every night. No, I, uh, well, I mean, I, <laughs> it's I always get challenging. It. I mean, it's a balance. What, what I really like is the fact that four years in a row now, uh, this is the fourth budget we've done. 
Um, we've cut mills every year. It's not a lot, but we've managed to cut every single year. We're, we're you know, a school district in the county have raised mills substantially. The, the, the park district and the city have managed to come down, um, which we need to do with the other entities going up. So it's a give and take. You, you know, you try to do the best you can on, on any given budget. Um, you have to take care of your core things first, and then some of those those extra things that help you, you know, you try to look for those and, and find the balance, but you're never going to make everybody happy. So you do the best you can. And ultimately the, the city council gets to pick apart my budget and, and they get to make any of the amendments that they want. But uh, again, being able to cut mills in this environment was, was pretty exciting. You know, it uh, always makes a guy take a double take when you look out the window and you see a guy walking through the mall with a gun, but uh... <laughs> I forgot there's a gun store right down the hallway here. <laughs> you, you, you secretly you love that. Yeah, I do. Some I really do. Some people see that and they get scared. I mm-hmm. see that and I feel more secure. So uh, I, Absolutely. Yeah. I do too. Um, I'm glad that Brothers Firearms are here. Uh, great place for them here in the Grand Cities Mall. Uh, New Valley Middle School starting to take shape. Yeah, that's, you know, obviously that's a little bit out of our purview, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, two of the big things that you look for, a lot of people look for in a community is uh, as they come into one is the, the schools, the shape that the schools are in and the hospital system. So sure. I think, uh, you know, it's nice to see, an, you know, a North End school that's that's getting redone and, and hopefully uh, going to the future, the schools can, can find that within their budget rather than needing to raise mills to get different schools done. But uh, schools are going to be looking in better shape. I've always said this, we've got some phenomenal teachers. I think we've never lacked having great teachers. Uh, some of the facilities, though, just without the growth, yeah. lackluster growth, the, you know, the, the amount of students in the school systems dropped dramatically in the last 20 years. So I think they're doing the, you know, the best they can. It'd be great to give those teachers some better facilities, but we got to be mindful of the budget as well. I got one more question before we take a little break here. Um, Grand Forks County Moratorium on wind farms ends September 24th. Tell me a little bit about that. I, I really didn't look into it that much. At first, I'm like, what's the big deal? But then as I started reading into it, it, it could maybe be a big deal. I've been following it, you know, kind of from the outside. That's a, really a county county deal, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, it, it would be a significant development that would bring in a lot of revenue that would help offset a lot of the costs that the county has. I want to say it's some huge number, like 850000 a year in property okay. tax it would bring in. But I think they got to make sure, you know, these things are getting bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Even though, even it being 15 miles away, if that's going to affect with some, some radars or that type of thing um, at the base or Grand Sky, that's what they're really looking into. It looks like at least on the military side, it was it was okayed. Um, they got a Department of Defense uh, clearinghouse for energy projects. This is an energy project, so those have to be cleared by a separate entity. Um, so it looks like that got clearance there. Um, I think you're you know you're going to have the homeowners that are around there that, that probably don't want those. I don't think anyone's excited. You, yeah. you go to Iowa, they got those things everywhere. There's oh, yeah. some in North Dakota. So uh, the county will have to decide what they're what they're going to do from uh, from that standpoint. Uh, you know, when it comes in front of their board. I know uh, East Grand Forks has got the one uh, right to the east of town there, but it hasn't ran in like a month and a half. So I'm guessing there's probably something wrong with it. And knowing East Grand Forks, they're not telling anybody about it. But uh, anyway, uh, Grand Forks Mayor Brandenburg, I just won't let it go. Grand Forks Mayor Brandenburg is in the studio today. Uh, we're going to take a little break here. I want to talk a little bit about uh, C&H Insurance. Over at Eastside, what a great company. You know, they begin with the goal of building an agency with the very highest of principles, personalized attention, and service. So what they do, they strive to give everyone who walks through their door special attention and, of course, the best customer service possible. It's their priority since they started. It is today. They have over 50 years of combined insurance experience. Their agents do. They're licensed in North Dakota, Minnesota, and Arizona, too. Hey, for all your insurance needs... Justin, Jody, or Tammy. That's who you contact, 218-773-0287. Or you can drop in. They're at 1427 Central Avenue Northwest at East Grand Forks. Grand Forks' best source insurers with C&H Insurance. 
Maybe you should do the same thing, huh? CNH Insurance, they're over in East Grand Forks. On a Monday with Grand Forks Mayor Brandon Bochensky. Back. Oh, there we go. Wrong one. Um, okay, now voters are probably going to be deciding here. Uh, Three-quarter percent sales tax. Now, that's for that indoor turf and aquatic center. It's going to cost about $100 million. Grand Forks is close. I mean, we're close to having... I mean, you look at Fargo now, uh, just making their trip back from the Little League World Series. You got to know that indoor facility has got to help. We're kind of at a disadvantage here with certain things. This would help, I think. Yeah, I mean, the indoor turf is what, you know, you got two fields, two baseball, softball fields, let's call them. You know, you wouldn't have the full outside. But I think... uh, you know the indoor turf's been needed. Obviously, aquatics. We're you know we're a year away from yeah. Hislop coming down. We're not going to have anything. Uh, you know this tr- probably isn't traditionally the city's lane, but we're trying mm-hmm. to find ways to fund these things. UND obviously helped out for a long time, but they you know basically said we're not going to support these facilities anymore, yeah. so they're tearing yep. it down. Uh, so we looked at ways to funding this without without going to the mills or finding you know other, a way to raise taxes. So we we found a way by continuing the the, the current three quarter cent sales tax that's at the Alara Center. Um, that would be enough to de- you know serve the debt and also the mm-hmm. capital requirements. Park district would run the facilities. Um, ultimately, yeah, this would take a, a vote from you know the, the taxpayers. And I think uh, as you look at it, there's really two things. You know, you kind of mentioned the one the, the quality of life side side of things, and it's not a competition. You know, you're not necessarily no. competing with Fargo or anywhere else. But how many small towns across you know North Dakota? You you kind of you, you know you lose your grocery store, then you lose yep. your pool, and then mm-hmm. suddenly. People are driving somewhere else for the grocery store and the pool and the, the gas station and the bars, and pretty soon they move there and they live there, and all that's left is that, that farm community. Um, so there is a quality of life feature, and I think if, if people are in this region, you kind of got a, a little bit of a, a role that you have to play as a regional leader. So you got to draw people mm-hmm. in from probably an hour away, roughly. Um, if people start having to go to other cities to get those you know swim lessons or their kids' swims, and maybe you're a remote worker, suddenly you're, you know, you're, makes more sense maybe mm-hmm. to live in Fargo or live somewhere else or live in the city. So... That makes it attractive. It makes it attractive to military families. It makes it attractive to people that are already here. Um, but there is, a, there is a revenue side to it, too. Um, you know, look at the basketball, the Grand Am tournament. Just that one tournament brings in $4.6 million yeah. of direct impact. So if you just take that sales tax at 2.25, which goes back to the city for various projects, that's $103,500 just right there in revenue. Mm-hmm. That's one tournament. Yeah. That gets cycled over. So these things can help pay for themselves. Is it, is it something that's going to pay it for every cent? No, no, but Mm. there's civic things that you need to do as a community need to have that support your region. So it's something I'm excited about that with the the Children's Museum, um, this epic town uh, square type of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, we're starting to get some facilities that make this a really attractive city. Oh, yeah. And we got to find things in the winter. This is something in the winter. It's long. It's it's cold. It's uh, it can be uh, I wouldn't say depressing, but it can it can border on depressing sometimes in the winter. Yeah. So I mean, you talk to any uh, bar restaurant owner uh, in Grand Forks or the Grand Cities area, and they'll tell you uh, summers is a tough time here because our summers are so short. People are using it up. I mean, they're going to take advantage of it. They're either going to go to the lake or they're going to go somewhere, but they're always going to be doing something. And if you think about it, a three quarter cent or whatever sales tax. If you say you got a two hundred thousand dollar house. It's really not that much money, is it? A year? Well, this wouldn't be on a house. This would be just on your purchases. So oh, just this okay. Is sales already tax. Existing, so okay, sales tax. If you spend a hundred dollars, it's yeah. seventy-five cents. Yeah. So and East Side's trying to do the same thing with a one yeah. cent. And this is an already existing one. So this already exists. It sunsets sure. in twenty twenty-nine. So all we would be doing is extending it extending after twenty twenty-nine. So you're just paying for something that you're already paying for. And we're at about seven point two five. The state takes five percent. Like a Grafton seven point seven five, Fargo seven point five, Bismarck seven point five. So we're a little less than our regional peers. So 
I, I think it's palatable. It's just a matter of if, you know, if the voters do. So we'll see. It'll like, probably be in no, later November. It's like yeah. when I got my first boat, I just put it on my truck payment on my truck loan and it didn't my payments didn't go up so it was like i didn't even have to pay any money for this boat that's what i told my wife (laughs) if you don't ever buy anything in town you'll never pay for it and that's the other part sure people are coming to do these tournaments Mm -hmm. they're help contributing to the building exactly it's not just the residents of grand forks we're trying to get people into town at some of these big events to go to some of these new facilities and they're going to help pay for it pay the bill exactly exactly yeah um i-29 interchange on 47th avenue south what are they talking now 2029 or something but um they're being cautious we're gonna sure we're gonna get that moved up. okay I'm gonna do everything i can the old shawshank redemption where you write a letter a week until they they give you a little oh bit, there you go and you write two mm-hmm. um so we're gonna be working really hard to shorten that timeline but the environmental document um is basically done now so um it's ready to go we haven't had i think it's been since the interstate system came here like 1960s 70s yeah. was the last time there's an interchange fargo's gotten you know half a dozen of them between 29 and 94 so yeah oh yeah it's time to get one it's just funding now so obviously that's the the, the ramp itself and all the interchange mm-hmm. thing is, is funded federal funds come to the state they pay for it but we do got to get the roads up to it, the local streets up to it so there is some expense there but um we're going to be just pushing the state. They get those buckets of money from the feds, so we got to push them. Yep, and, and, and otherwise they're just going to keep redoing 32nd Avenue South every other year because it just gets piss pounded to death, yep. you know. But um, now I never realized that campground is that going to have to come out of there if they do put that that uh, ramp there. Yeah, and I can't remember the gentleman's name, but there's been some conversations with him. He's getting up in age, mm-hmm. um, so he's actually kind of getting out of the business anyway. So that would have to be purchased. It just doesn't fit with that. So. I think it's a great opportunity for another campground in Grand Forks. The east side one is jammed all the time. It is, yeah. So I would love to see someone take the initiative and start a campground because I think uh, I think you'd do pretty well mm-hmm. in that business. So maybe me and you can get into it. Something down by hey, the river can fish go. in right, right there from there. So we'll, we'll yeah. talk offline. We don't yeah. want to give away all our secrets here. Well, yeah, I, I, I might even know there's some land. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, now you might notice this. Uh, boy, we got the World of Outlaw Sprint Cars back at the River City Speedway again this week. And uh, let's face it, you drive out to the fairgrounds right now. It's a crap show out there uh with the jail and the juvenile detention center uh, i know this is not in the city deal either but um any word on how that's going i know they're still looking taking bids on things i would have thought they had all this figured out and the builders were all set and all that and ready to go but maybe not yeah you'll have to bring mark rusted on here to mm-hmm. talk about that one i don't think he's been too happy with the way that 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 was done you know they i think he feels it's tough you know the guy comes in and they already had an election and they yeah. bonded for this after he was elected mm-hmm. but before he took office in that yeah. you know that small window of a few weeks so he was he felt like his hands were tied on this project and I think he felt like he was misled a little bit, whether this was for expanding to help state inmates or whether this was a service they needed to provide. I don't know. I think they, they, they're getting through it. I think they need a little bit more clarity, but I know Mark would like to see the sheriff's department get added to that and, and maybe reduce some room. So I think he's still working on that, and I think that's a would be a real boon for, for taxpayers if they can get that done rather than needing a second facility if they can incorporate that there. Yeah, you know, you talk to certain people, and one minute they'll tell you, well, it's more about the juvenile detention center. You talk to them a different time, depending on what kind of mood they're in. It is to house more federal, you know, prisoners or whatever but um anyway i'm i'm not a big fan of it <laughs> well um, i know there's been issues too i think that you know if you want to look at an economic driver the uh the fairgrounds and the racetrack is is about the biggest driver outside of grand sky in yeah. the county you know that the county has so i think uh they should really be prioritized through this and i think they felt like they haven't and that's been pretty clear to me yeah. uh we do have a, somebody asking a question sherry 
Uh, do you have another stacked team to compete in Tricors this year? <laughs> Look forward to competing against you. Have to say, we used uh, we used you to recruit a few more athletes to try and beat you. <laughs> oh, that's coming up. So United Way does this. It's Tricors. I think they got yep. a new location this year. So these trikes are like kid ones. So you get your legs going and like you lose control. We won it two years ago, and then last year we got beat. We got beat like we stole something. So it was uh, <laughs> it was pretty bad. But uh, I'm gonna have to put together a team. You know, I got to stop getting all the finance people out there. Maybe got to oh, get yeah. some of the firefighters. Get so some those guys in the gym that you you go to and maybe get those guys in. we won and we had the firefighters and pd we got the finance yep. team we didn't win i don't not say anything but we'll have to put a little little bit different team together this year maybe i don't know well we got heather novak on a week from wednesday to talk about trike wars coming up uh kaylee elizabeth says let's get it passed so us snowmobilers can use the green way to get through town is that going to be another issue this year is that going to be brought up Will it ever happen? Well, that's coming up. So we put, uh, I think we've got the people that are going to be notified that are going to be on that. We're just trying to get the path separate from the, the cross-country ski. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, and just figure out, you know, so everyone can be happy there. And if everyone has to give up a little bit, I, I think that's a fair compromise. So that's what we're working on. And ultimately, I got to present it and then get the, the council to approve it. So that'll be, uh, you know, coming up here this fall. Um, the work is going to get done here probably in September as far as changing the route to make yep. sure that if, if that's a possibility, sure. maybe the route stays the same. But um, so we'll, we're going to see. I'd like to see it passed. I think it's I think we can all live with with something out there. Um, you know, I don't see a lot of difference when you're down there noise wise. You know, if there's people on the east side versus this side, mm-hmm. pretty much the same noise yeah. when you're in that valley. So I think keeping people separated, we can all share it. And, and you Yeah, know, and as long as they off. keep that that slow uh, speed limit, uh, it, it shouldn't be. The noise shouldn't really be an issue. You know, Mr. Yeah. Mayor, our town keeps growing to the south, um, and that means everything needs to grow to the south, infrastructure, stores, gas stations, and including parks. Uh, new community park. Going up, what, south of 62nd and west of Washington. Uh, it'll be a bike and a walking path. They're going to have a, a, a pond and a playground. And one cool thing we're seeing now with a lot of these like little retention ponds and stuff, but they make great skating rinks in well, the winter. So this sounds like a, a perfect little park going up here. They were really thoughtful in how they're doing this development and being a developer, getting to watch that. This, these are kind of like those more master plan developments that you'd see like in and you know down south in mm-hmm. florida or something i mean fargo does some of it too but yeah it's got the pond in the middle you know that's normally sort of a detraction you know usually put those off to the side you got to have those for for flooding and for other yep. issues um they use that as a feature they put a built a park around it they actually have i think it's a one mile um walking running path that's actually Perfect. indented so they can freeze it so in the winter you have a like, like they do in world yeah, and the like, rivers and everything yeah. mm-hmm. you'll be able to skate laps there so you can bring your kids out and then they got a big grant so the the park district uh, applied for uh, some grant i can't remember what federal entity they got a half a million dollar grant the developers donating half a million so it sounds like the park's gonna be pretty special uh but largely that was done you know private sector and without uh you know, without a lot of dollars from the, you know, from the tax entities. So that's exactly how you'd want the project to be done. I do think we got to start looking north of town and particularly northwest of town, like around that, uh, that Walmart area. I think there's other areas that can be developed. Um, then we can start spreading west. That's a little bit easier on infrastructure. If you just go one direction, you're stretched. If you can kind of stretch, spread out a little bit more in a ball shape, mm-hmm. you know, obviously mm-hmm. the river's there. It's a little bit less, a little bit more efficient. So We'll see in the future if we can start uh, maybe jumping the highway and doing a little bit more on that side. So for all you naysayers out there, did you hear him mention the word grants? So everything doesn't come out of your pocket, okay? Because right away people are thinking, oh, great, that's all we need. Got to pay for another park. No, no, just do the research. Um, Somebody wants to know, why is everything going south but not west? Well, I think I just hit on that. You know, you do have, you can only go so far west. You start to hit that alkaline. You can't grow a tree over there. So 
you run into issues as you go really far west, but I think there's, you know, there's another section of, of land probably to the west all along the interstate. With this interchange, you'll probably see some more construction homes um, on the west side around 47th as well, where the campground is in that mm-hmm. area. So it seems like, you know, the industrial parts to the north really butted us uh, as far as stopped our growth that way. There's a river that stopped us yep. going east, yep. the interstate stopped us going west. And, you know, you don't have that many landowners. There's like three people that own all the land all around the town. Land. So yeah, it's, right. it's yep. kind of up to them which parts and which direction that they're willing to develop. I mean, it's not really the city doesn't say we're going to develop this or that. Mm-hmm. Private sector decides sure. that, and then sure. we just have to try to make it happen as inexpensive as possible. Well, I know uh, one of the listeners says uh, maybe the high level of alkaline has something to do with it. Everybody's grass looks <laughs> like crap out there. And uh, she also mentioned, too. We're uh, on we're, the same page. Yeah, and she also mentioned when we were talking about uh, the snowmobile thing, a great way to look at it. Everyone should compromise a bit. There's always one jerk that ruins it for everyone, but I think most of us responsible riders outweigh the bad ones and and i think so too especially when it comes uh something like that um all right uh flood wall needs some work <laughs> is that right down on demers right yeah, about there they had it was kind of a t section there and it just needed a little bit they're going to review the whole flood wall it's part of a you know a, the, the core of engineers mm-hmm. needs it done every certain number of years but uh, that was something that's pretty much a no-brainer there's funds that that get set aside to to, to maintain that and to keep it up so uh you know, that work will get done here shortly. And it's, it, you know, was it compromised to the point where if a flood came, we'd be in trouble? Probably not. No. But you don't, you don't, you know, you don't leave these things. You sure. fix them right away. Sure. I mean, you look at some of the dikes and uh, especially on the edge of town and especially on the other side of the river, boy, you can see the gopher mounds and, and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. And, and you know, that's going to compromise these, these dirt and clay dikes. Um, so I, I don't know how they take care of that. Um, other things uh, under repair or needing repair, uh, City Hall, uh, they decided what they're going to do there? Well, council chambers is almost done. So I think a lot of people that normally watch like the the council meetings on channel two will be able to have that feature back. We weren't able to do it when we were over at the old Herald Hive building. So next city council meeting, uh, the first one in September will be in the new facility. And again, this was a a project that in the past was talked about, you know, possibly building a new one or expanding to uh, across the street to that Herald building, more city offices. We were able to rework the mayor's office, trim that down significantly move planning and zoning in there. We've just reworked the building and it's going to work for the next 30, 40 years rather than having to build something new. So I went the renovation route and I think it's been a, a really good uh, expenditure of funds rather than, than trying to build something new. So it, it's kept things tight, but at the same time functional and, and much more user-friendly. If someone comes in that needs a permit, needs to talk to engineering, um, they're really front-facing on the main floor, um, especially with inspections and finance. So it's uh, I think it's really coming together. You guys will have to come down. We'll give you a tour one of these Absolutely. days. Yeah. Um, we got a uh, listener from Devil's Lake saying, at least it's not like Ramsey County. Keep raising taxes and wonder why the private sector doesn't continue to invest. Um, another listener is wondering, uh, any new updates about the coulee? I don't know what that exactly means. Well, I think there was some, I don't think. I know there were some issues uh, certainly around Sertoma Park oh, uh, yeah, flowing just through there. Just Looks like crap. You know, it's getting gummed Weedy, up and after yeah. 20, 25 years of you know that getting routed the way it was. Uh, it's it's been an issue. So they've gone in there, cleaned it up. Our waterworks department has. And we're kind of deciding what the long-term fix is. We can't afford to go dredge it every year. But if there's some some way to treat that, I don't know if it's you know biologically. I don't think it's chemically. I don't know if I'm saying the, the right terms. But there's there's some ways to help it from getting gummed up and keep water sure. moving through there. Yeah, make it look a little prettier. I mean, you know, down there for some of the events, uh, I think we have 4th of July, I think, had their big, big celebration down there. It's a great time, and it's a great park. Um, well, you got a half a billion dollar, you know, hospital that's going to be right there, too, that's yeah. trying to utilize that green space. So you got to... 
you got to get it figured out. So they, I know engineering's on it, and there's, that's just kind of a stagnant part. If you look at the elevations, that's an area where it actually dips down, and in order to get to the river, it almost has to go up again. So it's just a swampy, stagnant area, and you know, something's yeah. got to get figured out. Uh, somebody was uh, commenting about uh, enjoying vets in the park. Uh, you got to thank the guys down here in the hall and the guys that put that together. But uh, another, another group of people that, um, yeah, you do need to acknowledge these people. That was a great event. Uh, uh, I was out there. President Armacos was. We also had the, the uh, wing commander, uh, Colonel Monroe. Uh, great events. All these, all these different entities that, that work so hard to help out the vets. Not even the vets know about all of them. So yeah, that was a right. chance for them to kind of reach out and, and highlight some of those entities. Um, I think you can always, there's always more that can be done. But it's, that was a day to celebrate and to thank the people that are in our community. When you have a base in your community, you're going to have more people that are, are vets that are here just by separating and, and sticking around. But also... You have more recruits, so we, we put more people in the military yeah. than an average community does too. So, I like to say that you know Grand Forks is uh, is carrying water for the nation when it when it comes to national defense, and I think that's something we can be proud of. And and you know how many I can name a bunch of them uh, guys that were shipped here in the Air Force, thinking this was the armpit of the world, <laughs> and they retired and they're still here. They're yeah. not going anywhere. They, they love uh, it up here. The saying goes, I think they, they, they get sent to Grand Forks, kicking and screaming, and then when it's time to leave, if they have to leave, they're kicking and screaming yeah. and leaving. So I think uh, it grows on you. Um, I like to think it's maybe something in the water, but uh, I think it's more than that. So. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And, and, and I tell you what, I mean, when I was young and dumb, you know, I couldn't wait to get out of this part of the world, so I moved out to California. You talk about, not, you know, then pretty soon I'm a little older and dumber because, well, I got smart and then moved back because I like it here way better. We, now, were, we were all going to blow this popsicle stand. Then yeah, you have some kids yep. and you realize, you know, this is a great place mm-hmm. to live, safe place, a lot of opportunity yep. and a lot going on. We got, you know, look at the Alaris Center, some of these concerts. You don't oh, even have gosh. to go to the city. Look yep. at our city. The next smallest city with some of these tours is like a million people. We yep. got 60,000 and we're yep. getting these concerts. Exactly. Anyway, yeah. You know, when we talk about the, uh, the Air Force Base, Mr. Mayor, it wasn't that long ago and we didn't know if there was going to be an Air Force Base in Grand Forks anymore or outside of Grand Forks. Right now, I think that's probably the last thing we're going to worry about is losing our Air Force Base out here. And now a Space Development Agency expanding their operation out there. Uh, things are looking bigger and better than probably they have in many, many years out there. Yeah, I mean, you had a time. Well, obviously, losing the you know the bombers, losing the refuelers, mm-hmm. the missiles. You've you've gone from fourteen thousand was the highest at the base. It's it's down now. You know, around three thousand with yep. the families are a little bit lower. So we've lost a significant amount. But you're starting to add back on. Just a, a couple of years ago, all you had out there was a mission that was sort of dying off. Yes, and you had custom custom and border patrol. So now you got CBP. Now you've got the the high frequency mission. You've got a new mission coming. You still have the old mission. Uh, you got SDA putting up there. So you're adding these 40, 50 sort of workforce mm-hmm. things all the time. Now, SDA just bumped up to 240. Now you add Grand Sky and what that's done and looking at the, taking the old Global Hawks, turning them in the Test Resource Management Center through DOD. That could be up to six, 700 jobs, repurposing those, uh, doing hypersonic missile testing. I mean, it's just exciting. I think uh, we had uh, CQ Brown that was here uh, about a year and a half ago. Um, he's going to be the new, new Joint Chiefs of Staff. Yep. So, I mean, he's the guy right under the president. He came out here, and he was the Air Force Chief of Staff prior, and said Grand Forks is the base of the future. So we have to keep working hard and have to keep working on that. But for that guy at that level to say this is the base of the future, that, that makes you pretty proud and pretty confident. You know, with uh, all the information that just comes flowing out of your mouth so easily, um, do you go home and study a lot? I don't, I don't even know how you can remember all this stuff. <laughs> well, it's like anything else. If you're in it every day and you're well, doing yeah. the work, you know, it'd be like me. I could go. I have no clue how to how to run a radio show, but, you know, you do it second nature. So 
I think that's the, what I try to bring to the table is just being there every day so I'm knowledgeable on these things. And I think it, it pays off when big decisions are, are, you know, you can't just make a big decision off something on a piece of paper that's mm-hmm. handed you 10 minutes before a meeting. Sure, sure. You need to know every in and out of yes. that. And, and that's that's what I do. And it's, uh, you know, probably drives my wife crazy. It, it takes a lot of hours, but uh, uh, you got to be in, in the arena. And I'm, I'm, I do everything I can to be there. Now, I'm, I know with um, our new uh, city show that we've got on here on Grand Fork's Best Source now, I know things are a little different. But do you wish people, when they show up at these city council hearings and stuff, and we we preach this all the time in this show. Before you start flapping your lips, do a little research. Do you wish more people would do a little more research before they? Because let's face it, a lot of people have a lot of good things to say and a lot of smart things to say. And there are people that do definitely do their research, but there are people that don't, and they like to get all flap happy. And you just want to say to them, "My gosh, do you know how embarrassing you are to yourself?" Do you wish people would take a little more time and research things more? I mean, I think that's part of our society now. We, we're sort of loud before we have the facts mm-hmm. and bombastic. And I'm probably guilty of it, too, at times. Sure, um, we all are. I wish that people would, you know, and they do mostly. Most of the time, people just reach out to you and they say, hey, I've got a question. This doesn't make sense. And mm-hmm. then you tell them what's going on. They're like, oh, okay, well, thanks. Sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, just reach out. Call me. Call the, the, the city offices. Call your council member and ask them. And you know, they'll probably be able to help you. Um, what frustrates you is when someone comes with, you know, bad information or, you know, wants to, you know, pick a battle and they haven't bothered to call you first and you could have at least uh, given them all the information before mm-hmm. and right and i still would rather i'd rather people have people come though if they've got an issue and and that's the best opportunity you have to come talk in front of council i'd still rather you do that than, than not than not be heard at all right so right Absolutely. I, th- I still think it's a good avenue um obviously you'd hope everybody would would do the their research ahead of time but people just don't yeah. do the work like they used to yeah. do in general so yeah and now research is easier than ever to get it's not like you got to go to the library and get your encyclopedia britannica encyclopedias or whatever you can just google pretty much anything yeah. uh like this got a question is northrop grumman affiliated with the air force base well they're i mean through the enhanced use lease they you know they yeah. have access to the the ramp out there and they're obviously a national defense contractor so um you know they build missiles they build different things that go into space they build all kinds mm-hmm. of products um, if you remember back, um, what was the product, uh, NASA? I know I'm changing the subject a little bit, but NASA needed a pen. They needed a space oh. pen, and they spent $20 million for Northrop <laughs> to develop a space pen. Mm-hmm. And then they found out the cosmonauts in Russia just used pencils. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to so, say, why don't Northrop, you just use a damn yeah, pencil? Northrop does a lot of work. They are... Um, uh, I, yeah, I, I got along really well uh, and talk often with Mike Friedhoff, who's the president of Northrop. He's exciting. They're going to be adding a lot of jobs. Uh, we just were out touring the site. You know, I've been through there a dozen times mm-hmm. probably, but was just out there last week as well. So it's great. You know, that'd be great. Um, just use a pencil, but can I design the uh, pencil sharpener for space then? <laughs> um, one last question for you, Mr. Mayor. Um, if you had a mayor's wish list, which I'm sure you probably do, um, go over a couple of things or one thing or something that really that is on your mind a lot. Something if Mayor Bochanski could say, let's do this and let's do this fast, what would what would be up there? Um, there's probably, uh, I'd say there's two things. Uh, we talked about it before, some of these facilities kind of getting us up to, to speed with uh, a children's museum. Some of these amenities for kids. Not everyone plays sports, so I'd love to see things that, that kids can do that can open up their imagination. Uh, also, some of these athletic facilities, I think that's great. Um, I'm, I'm a big, obviously, uh, public safety guy. I would love to see... Um, RPD, if we ever get the funding to uh, have take-home cars, I think that's a great way to get more vehicles out in the community, more yeah. presence. Um, we can't afford it right now. We're looking at a long-term path. But if you live in town, you'll be able to take your vehicle home. You have, you know, There's a little bit more safety element when you have those. I mean, these are kind of just little things that I wish for. 
at the end of the day, I, I really hope we can continue to bring business into town so that we can offset the property tax for people. I mean, I just like everyone else have these massive tax bills and, um, you know, seeing the, where the part where the, um, uh, the county and the, the school district are going without having some growth, you're only going to see, you know, more and more taxes mm-hmm. coming from that entity. So that's always been the work. And I think it's, we're, we're getting there. Um, I can't imagine if we, you know, where we'd be if we hadn't grown as much as we had the last three years right. coming out of COVID. So I think it's an exciting time. I'm excited I, yeah. about Grand Forks. It is a safe place. We've got a lot going mm, we on. We sure do. And I think we got to keep that up. I think anybody that leaves and, and comes back, it's easy to complain when you're here, but then when you leave, um, you realize that you had a pretty good grass isn't always greener on the other side. Um, I, I just got uh, somebody notified me at the racetrack Friday night. Um, it, it shocked a lot of us. Uh, good friends of ours. They just up and left and moved to Missouri last year, built a new house and all this stuff. And all of a sudden they're back. Now they're, they're in misery. <laughs> they're they're misery. back. <laughs> yeah, they're back. Um, I did want to mention though, when you talk about uh, police officers and stuff, being able to bring their cars home. Uh, when I lived in Grand Forks, uh, right across the street, kitty quarter from me was a deputy sheriff. And that deputy sheriff's car was parked whenever he wasn't working right there on the street. A lot of people don't like that. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. In fact, I was with a guy yesterday. He said the same thing. He goes, you know, I love my neighborhood, but there was a sheriff there and and I hated it at first. But now that I'm a little older, I really like the fact that there's a sheriff's car parked by my house. They have less, obviously, those deputies. They do have take-home cars already. So that's something they figured out quite a while ago. So, it, yeah, I... There's, if you don't like that, then there's probably, you know, there's probably a reason why and mm-hmm. it's probably not a positive one. Sure. Put it that way. Right. Right. Um, boy, I think we're about done with you. Well, what do you thanks. got planned for the rest of the week? You going to go watch the outlaws on Friday. We've got, uh, I'd, I'd love to, I'm going to be, I think I got a kid's hockey tournament, oh, but we're running out yeah. of weeks out there. Yeah, so, and that was another thing I was going to say, you know, not all, how many towns has lost their racetracks? I think about going yeah. to Fergus Falls. They've kept theirs, but so many towns have lost them. We we've keep ours going and it's mm-hmm. going stronger than ever. So yeah, you see them all over the country. We're kind of lucky up here in the Midwest. We still got Devil's Lake, Greenbush, Ada, yeah. you know, uh, Fargo, Grand Forks. So, um, got a good circuit. Yeah, we yeah. do. And, um, boy, and, and, and like you mentioned earlier in the show, it brings a lot of money into Grand Forks. And, um, in fact, right now I'm getting a text from somebody from the world of all laws. A bunch of them are already here. Wow. And they don't race till Friday. So a lot of these guys already got into town last night. So, uh, again, you know, the economic impact yeah. might not just be on a Friday night. It, it's the whole week. Well, they might be staying in hotels. They might have their RV, mm-hmm. but they're eating here. They're shopping here. They're doing everything here. So that's, that is, that's huge. Uh, one more before we go here. The city should address the daycare crisis. Parents can't afford it, and there aren't enough of them. What do you do? I've heard, I have heard horror stories from many different parents who go to many different daycares it almost seems to me like they kind of got you because they can send your child home. Um, maybe your kid's teething and he's got a slight temperature. They can send him home. If he's in a bad mood, they can send him. If they yeah. close down because of COVID, you can't bring your, you still got to pay. Yeah. Well, those, I mean, those are all issues regardless. But uh, what we've done as a city is we've, uh, is you can't, if you just, if you're going to pump money in these things, it just never ends, right? So we've looked at as trying to help out with financing. So if we can have interest rate buy downs, so you can construct something new. So like, for example, Hope Church did Hopeful Beginnings. They went from mm-hmm. like, I think the number was 80 kids up to like 170. They more than doubled. Um, they were able to go through the economic development arm of the city through the EDC and get an interest rate buy down. So they did their complete construction um, of, a, I think it was $1.4 million mm-hmm. remodel. And they were able to buy that interest rate down their debt from f- like 4% to 1%. So basically, you know, paying hardly any interest. And that was enough to get that project done. So I think um, finding ways to help out in the capital. And we also did the one for D Decimus. Um, I forget, uh, the, the Elway, I think is what it's called. Okay. So we have helped out with a couple of them trying to find ways. Um, there's no easy answer for this. This is, you know, workforce like anything else. People 
aren't taking. There's generally low paying jobs. If you hire more people at a higher wage, your daycare costs more. So right. if we can help out on the capital side and get bigger facilities or more facilities that wouldn't financially pencil out on the capital side, a one-time payment, you know, one-time mm-hmm. help, so it's not ongoing, then they have to stand their own legs after that. Sure. I think that can help. All right. Well, I think we went through everything. I think we, we didn't solve it all, but if a couple no, more we minutes, didn't. we might screw it up, so we better get out of here. <laughs> Um, it took a while to get you back on here this time, but um, you're a busy guy, and uh, you have a family. Um, <laughs> you are spread pretty thin, I would imagine. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the uh, third annual Mayor's Back to Badge Ride, Thursday, September 14th. It'll be right here at the Grand Cities Mall. Uh, we will be talking about this probably up until the time now. So uh, if you've never been to a Mayor's Back to Badge Ride, you've got to check it out. It's a lot of fun, and, and it's a good way to show your support uh, along with the mayor of Grand Forks, show your support to our law enforcement. I mean, our sheriffs, our our firefighters, our police department, um, all of these guys, the Border Patrol. It's a great way to show your support. And that is what we do up here in the Grand Cities. We show our support of law enforcement, uh, no doubt about it. Mr. Mayor, thank you for coming in. Well said. Thank you, sir. All right. And our show today, by the way, brought to you by Churchill Shoes. Churchill Shoes has moved. One of the largest SAS dealers in the upper Midwest is now in the Grand Cities Mall and ready to find you a pair of shoes that you will love. At Churchill Shoes, they measure both feet to make sure you're getting the proper fit. They carry men's and women's styles and offer free special orders when shoes aren't in stock and free in-town delivery. Churchill Shoes has operated in Grand Forks for over 65 years and over 75 years of shoe fitting experience on their staff and can cater to all of your footwear needs. Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturday from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or online at churchillshoesnd.com. Next time you're in need of footwear, give us a try. Your feet will be (laughs) glad you did. Churchill Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall. All right, and again, thank you to Grand Forks Mayor Brandon Bochensky for stopping in today. It's always fun talking to Bo. Don't forget now about the uh, third annual Mayor's Back to Badge Ride coming up Thursday, September 14th, all right? Uh, tomorrow, the Great Reset is back at 11 o'clock. Make sure to tune in and make sure to catch Kit Brennan and Common Sense Uncensored today at 1 o'clock. A couple of really, really good shows where we talk about what the hell's going wrong with this country and what we can do to make it a little better. Great shows, both of them. Hey, everybody, remember to like, share, tag, and follow us hit the notification bell on your smartphone that way it, uh, it'll tell you every time we're going on the air pretty cool hey the grand cities are awesome grand fork's best source is giving them an identity again